You're listening to She Likes to Go Slow, and I have a guest uh, interviewer today, Jen Snyder. Um, this is the greatest generation with uh, Pamela Sell. <laughs> yes, In case you didn't know, anybody thank you born so before much. me was the greatest generation. It's great to be here. Do you need some Metamucil? <laughs> <laughs> was that you were going to get Valerie and I Metamucil martinis? Yes, Metamucil martinis. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, you're in for a special treat tonight, live in uh, Portlandia. We have the one and only Pamela South. Yay! I'd whistle, but I can't. We are live uh, in this living room with the baby grand piano. No, it's a grand. My, there ain't well, no baby pardon about me. it, baby. <laughs> so tell us. Um, hold on. Every great person has a theme song. Oh, God. Wait a minute, hold on. So you are Canadian? No. Okay. I was conceived in Canada. Oh. Can, well, that sounds Valerie like we need to play a minor now. Conceived in Canada. I was conceived in Canada. <laughs> Major now. Okay. But I was born in Idaho. <laughs> No? Okay. Back to C. Okay, back to C. I see you sitting next to me. I am. And I wonder, how do you feel about the culmination of your life experiences with the pitter-patter of puppy toes upon you? Do you hear that? <laughs> if you were to give anyone advice on how to live their life, what would it be? I would say, honestly, to um, definitely don't doubt yourself. Don't listen to other people and just do what you feel is right. Don't let other people boss you around. And if you were to put your life experiences in a dirty limerick, what would it be? There once was a diva from Nantucket who had such a... Never mind. <laughs> she, well, she had to tuck it. And you know what? Just you can do with it. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Yes. Let me ask you a question. This is a dirty limerick question? No. Okay. a lot of family on you, both your dad's side and your mom's side. Right? See. 
Right. And so I think you're, there were always, there was always music on both sides. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Pete, your, your amazing family that was all that. So you were inspired into music all the time, right? That is correct. And so what made you go into nursing? Honestly, I uh, just filled out an application, thought it was a good idea. I didn't know what they did. Because <laughs> you and know, I, do you I know paid that thirty-five dollars and I got it. <laughs> do you know that I went to nursing school too? Did you wear the white cap? I wore the white cap. I went into St. Pat's, and I because I didn't know what the heck was going on, and it was way before I had anyone that trusted into my voice or my music. Well, we should sing a song about that. Let's sing about a song nursing? about your nursing experience. Action. Opera style. Go. You can talk about bedpans. It's fine. I went into her room and she was lying there and I told her that I was going to bathe her. She was an older one, but a beautiful one. And I very, very gently took her call light away. <laughs> under the sheets was bathing her. When she ripped the sheet down and said, what the hell, I'm 80 years old, just lift them like you do and wash me. That's exactly what happened. And then she asked for a peanut butter jelly sandwich. She did. It's important. <laughs> there was another time <laughs> that I went in and there was this guy. How long did you do this for? Three days, six months, six long months, I'm sure. Yeah, because I went to school and then I was in the hospital for six months, and that's and then before I got all these audition things to go to Seattle and sing. Do you uh, regret? No. All the dirty pants that you missed out on. No, because I think I think I maintained it, and especially with my friends and my daughter and everybody, you know. They have dirty pants, it's well, true. Oh gosh, you know, I, I regained, you know, especially with my dad being a veterinarian and, and in the medical field, it's just, no, I just am not, it's great. I'm very cool about it. So you should be too, being a daughter of a rancher you've seen stuff like I've seen oh I've seen things you don't want to talk about no it's time for another dirty limerick oh god well Aunt Pam she's sitting here well Aunt Pam she is so dear She's got life lessons and I listen close. <laughs> Most of the time she just likes to boast well. Oh. And Pam, she's got a lot of stories. I do. And Pam, we don't have time for all of the stories. They just started all of the stories. Did you just fart? Well! 
could see that or hear it. I know. It rhymes with started. Ow! Well, God, we just got started on this. She's going to have a lot of editing. I have a question. I have an answer question for you as well. Okay. Please summarize your musical career in 300 words or less. <laughs> or a song. Or in sing song. Thank you. I did it my way. <laughs> That's it. That's good enough. All right. You're just starting, so how are you going to do that? How are you going to say that about your career? Well, I'm going to start oh, like this. Oh, jeez. Here she goes. Boom, chunk, chunk. Yeah, it is. Boom, chunk, chunk. I need, I need a margarita before we get into this. I think it's a good idea. Okay, we're, we're aside from dirty limerick mood now. going to ask you about being dyslexic and learning to read music. How hard was that? What does it look like to you? Actually, it wasn't so much learning music as the no, the, uh, I had to, it was reading. And I remember at being nine or 10 years old and I should have been reading and I, I couldn't read. And I realized that if I could put a marker underneath, the words wouldn't, wouldn't swim. Because I kept going, my eyes would keep going back and I couldn't concentrate on lines. And so I thought, I'll just use a marker. So would you kind of jump around and go backwards and forwards? Yeah, and there were letters that I couldn't quite decipher. And the numbers were impossible. I mean, the math was ridiculous for me. In fact, right to this day, I couldn't tell you what six times eight was if my life depended on it. Oh, There's eight. no way. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. And um, so I always thought I was stupid. I mean, my father would sit there, you know, and we were, I was doing homework and he would get so frustrated and he would throw down pencils and leave and said god you're so stupid and that's what i got wow for years and i just felt that i was stupid and so um i had this feeling in myself that i and i always was like i can't play piano by ear because i don't understand that but i forced myself to to um to read music, like notes, and it was horrible because I didn't, it just was not, it was a very disconnect. But when I find, well, I just enjoyed it more, thinking more it was an enjoyment rather than a, than something I had to do. So nobody took you through this and taught you how to not be dyslexic, you just no, kind of went through it? never. In fact, it was an article I was like 35 years old and I had this, I read this article in the Reader's Digest about dyslexia. And I was like, oh my God. And I remember calling my older sister going, Valerie, there's a name for what we have. <laughs> and it was like a, we thought we were both insane. Mm -hmm. We really did because it, you know, the, the right and left thing and all of that. And I was embarrassed by it and like, rah, rah, rah. and, um, when I find out that it was actually a mental thing, you know, that I did have something, then I could live with it, then I can deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just said, okay, that's what it is, and I thank God. Because yeah. it took me a long time to um, read things and to learn things. Because words are very difficult for me to comprehend or to remember. And you've obviously gotten past that. What are some of your greatest musical accomplishments? Well, 
I actually was asked to do um, on a recording of PDQ Bach by by Peter Shickley, and we did a, a performance. We did a recording Atlanta Symphony, and then we went to the Carnegie Hall and sang that, and it won a Grammy. Wow! So that was pretty wonderful. So a dyslexic person can do that. Yes. Do you have a poem for us? I do. This is the one, I wish it had a date because I think I did this, oh God, 25, 30 years ago. I wanted to do a, a poem just about being an Idaho girl because when I went into opera, and they just looked at me like I was, you know, what? <laughs> and so I said, yeah, you know. And so this is what I, you know, I still love country. I always have, always have. And uh, I, that was, it was my first love. You want to share it with us? Yeah, it's called Idaho Girl. You don't have to come from Texas to feel like you belong. You don't have to be from Tennessee to sing a country song. You don't have to live in Oklahoma to make that Nashville sound. If it sings inside your heart, this is what I've found. You can come from New York City or be raised in a palace fair. You can live in Grand Rapids, Michigan if the country spirit's there. You don't have to have a name like Hank before you sing a country song. Just pick up the guitar and start to sing and the world will join along. Way in the West in the Rockies with a snake and salmon flow is a gal who sings a country song in the heart of Idaho. There is no grand old Opry where she sings her country songs, no silver buckles round her waist, no one who done her wrong. But she can sing the Western blues and yodel up a storm, and it echoes across the great divide to this place where she was born. So before we do this, tell us about your dad. Why did you write the song for him? Well, um, he was a huge force in my life, and um, but also so not there. And I, I did everything to try to get his attention, and he was never there. What's this called? You're my best pal. It was something I just wanted to happen. Cross the great divide from Canada to a town in Idaho. My parents came to live and watch their children grow. My daddy helped my mama on the Spurred them. 
dyslexic and you're missing a great big chunk out of your first finger how do you do that (laughs) well um yeah my mother was cree french cree indian in there and i have like six percent and i think maybe that part was cut off that's (laughs) 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 so i think i'm just french and english right now Did anybody tell you you couldn't do that with your finger the way it is? Dad was, I remember Dad weeping when he was taking me to the uh, uh, hospital, and I looked up, and he was crying, and it was so, I was more astounded by his crying than I was by my finger missing, because he had never shown any emotion to me. And uh, all he could think of is, I, I wouldn't play the piano. Well, that, you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> For more podcasts, visit she likes to go slow.com.